This is Do We Like Movies. It's a podcast where two guys review individual movies, sequels, and occasional television shows. In this show, we talk about our experiences with them, and we answer the question, Do we like this movie? Welcome to Do We Like Movies. I'm your host, Angel. And I'm your spooky host, Harvey. All right, we're back. Man. Yeah, bitch. You thought we were gone? <laughs> no, we're here to infect your ear holes. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's been a while since we've done a show. Again, our scheduling is getting increasingly more difficult. And uh, my child has like just an ever-evolving set of activities as well as like just my work and Javi's school and uh yeah there's just so much life that's in the way but you know we're we're still working don't blame my education i can put that on the back burner (laughs) i don't need that to make a career or anything (laughs) i i realized today that i am a fucking child because you te- you text me that you sent the link for for us to get, hop on the video call so we can record this episode, mm-hmm. and I sat there like quick fire refreshing my email, and I was about to text you, you fucking liar, filling this room with lies. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, it showed up. I don't know. I think it was just I was excited to get back. It's been a month since we did an episode. What's the last movie we did? The Black Phone. Yeah. I think I think it was. It, it's been a while since we've done since we've done the show. Um, and while as good as that movie was, and a month later, my actually my steam friend has actually only increased. That's not the movie we're gonna end this podcast on. This podcast will end with us finishing Return of the King when we finally fucking do the Lord of the Rings, which we never will. You nerds. Actually, nope, nope was the last thing we did in August. Really? So, mm-hmm. That movie came out in August. No, it no, it came out, out in July, but we didn't re- we didn't uh, do an episode on it until August. Yeah, because we're cool like that. Anyway, it still stands. Our magnum opus is going to be Return of the King, and we're never going to do <laughs> another episode after that. Well, hey, we're going to be returning to the world of Halloween in two weeks because Halloween Ends is coming out. Yeah, Halloween Mids, baby. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we figured that a, a good way to bring us back, especially now that we're in the month of October, which is kind of like the most popular month of this show for some reason, which I think despite the fact that, that early on when we were about to start this podcast, you said, oh, I just want to make sure it doesn't turn into just a horror podcast. I think it's just funny <laughs> how like the most popular month of the show is always in October and a lot of the most popular movies we just do happen to be horror movies. So we're not we're not officially a horror podcast, but for some reason you guys love when we talk horror movies. Yeah, you little dirty horror boys and girls love all this stuff. <laughs> it's this and Star Wars. For some reason those two genres have carried our show. Right. Um, so yeah, we figured that for coming back to this show that we would do something, you know, another list episode, which I, I got the idea for doing this episode uh, while watching, rewatching on YouTube. There's an old uh, kind of like, it was like this documentary series uh, that uh, the Bravo channel used to do, you know, before yeah. they did, uh, before they just did nothing but like Real Housewives, like, 
before they, it became all housewives all the time uh they actually had uh this this list of the hundred scariest horror movie moments of all time and it came out mm-hmm. in 2004 right and now this year um shutter is doing a 101 scariest movie moments as well which is an ongoing series i think there's uh there's they're like down to 30 right now and there's still oh, few, like three like episodes left so for anyone who's used who's who has a shutter account like i highly recommend watching it because i'm actually watching that series right now and it's really cool because you know it's the same basic premise as that old bravo like series but it's like they they're they're going through a lot more like modern movies right because is anyone you know, hosting that one or is uh, it kind of like done the same as the Bravo one where yeah, it's, it's just done like the same heads. it's just like talking heads yeah it's a yeah, talking true. heads where everyone uh you know talks about it but what I love about it is that um again I do love that we're going that, that a lot of it is going through like a lot more of the new horror movies meaning stuff in the 2010s which you know it's like the 2010s have been such a good decade for horror so um I went ahead and I, I so getting through that I think I got the idea where, you know, we're obviously not going to do a hundred movie moments because we would be Pussy. here for days. But, no, uh, we commit, we do it. <laughs> but we did. Boys had to listen to it. But we did decide that it would be a good idea for us to do uh, at least a ten scariest movie moments according to us. You know, like just what we think are the scariest movie moments that we can remember. And uh, you picked five movies, and I picked five movies. And uh, did yeah, I you think... grab an honorable mention? Uh, yes, I did. Okay, cool. Because I I also have an honorable mention that was close enough to get on the <laughs> list, but has not made it to the list yet. Nice. Uh, and I think when we did this last, when we did an episode, a list episode last, I think uh, you and I, you know, went back and forth, you know, uh, on mm-hmm. on. So I think what I think we can do the same thing. Honestly, there's we're we're doing this in no particular order. Like, yeah, this doesn't mean that whatever is our number one is our scariest horror movie moments. Honestly, this is also coming like this is stuff that we that we can immediately recall. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm sure this list would change if you ask us to do it in a, in a month. That list will change to something else too. Yeah. It's just we wanted to pick like, uh, you know, five scary movie moments, maybe something that you, you know, where you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. I do remember that from that movie. I should go watch that movie again. And it, you know, it stokes the interest in some of these films. So mm-hmm. um, you want to start us off there, Haas, with your honorable mention? Uh, I'll let you start it. OK, because. Our honorable mention for my for my list is actually all right. Right off the bat, of the six movies, quote unquote, of <laughs> my top fives, of uh, my top five scares, five five of the six movies I decided to talk about, we've actually reviewed on the podcast. <laughs> like I was looking over my list, I was like, oh shit, we have talked about these before. But my honorable mention is actually going to be Exorcist Three. Oh. Mostly because of my relationship with that movie and how much I hated it. <laughs> oh, you know what's funny is that I swear that that was going to be on your list, which is why I didn't include it on my list. So I'm shocked oh, that that's actually the honorable mention. The And the only reason is because of my feelings towards the actual movie, but it actually it has the best jump scare bar none. And I'm talking to you, James Wan, you 
smut peddler. <laughs> you jump scare merchant. <laughs> That's what it was, jump scare merchant. <laughs> you little bastard out there scaring us with mm-hmm. Bathsheba. All right. So any of you guys who don't know, um, you know, well, you obviously you can listen to our episode on it. But for those who don't know, um, The Exorcist 3 is uh, basically a direct sequel to the original Exorcist. It was done don't in 1990. Pal. It was directed by the guy who wrote the novel and who wrote the screenplay for the original Exorcist. And it's one of those movies that was like in like just butchered in post-production and we'll never be able to see the actual version of it. Uh, but uh you One know. scene in particular stayed in, and it was very well done. Yeah, and it is the jump scare involving the killer attacking a nun in a hospital, and it, they just do such masterful camera work where you have no idea where it's going. The camera work really makes you feel uncomfortable. You're looking at it from a distance, and between the musical stinger, between the mat, like quick zoom in, and the fact that this. The killer comes running out of nowhere with bolt cutters, which in reference, which in retrospect is a really stupid way of killing somebody. <laughs> well, no, it's 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 or it's like surgical. They're shears, shears. surgical like, shears, and it's not a nun; it's a nurse that that's in the hospital. Oh no, um, the killer's dressed like a nurse. I don't. So there's a nurse involved, right? Basically, involved I don't want to get too far into it and spoil the movie for anyone who may be interested in it. Again, listen to our watch the movie, listen to our podcast. I think it's a fantastic horror movie, and it's a it's a it's a must watch every Halloween for me. So um, right. I yeah. would recommend going back to watch it. But definitely, I'm very glad that it made it onto this list because it was on my original list uh, when I, I started am... doing this exercise. Also, I'm very sorry for spoiling a 30 year old movie for you guys. <laughs> that from the bottom of my heart, my bad. All right, what's your honorable mention? So my honorable mention is probably a little less exciting than that. Um, but it is just one of the scenes that like uh, it, it freaked me out when I was a kid. And that was the scene in the original Halloween mm-hmm. where Lori and her friend Annie are walking down the sidewalk and, you know, the camera pans to Annie saying, what's that? And it shows Michael Myers like step into the bushes because he was literally standing at the end of the sidewalk, like staring at them as they were walking towards him. And mainly just because, again, I, I, I my parents happened to be watching the movie like on TV. I think I was like five or six years old. And, um, and yeah, I think they thought I was asleep. So that's why they were watching it. And I'm there, like, you know, asleep on the couch watching this scene and it was very creepy to me because and even now it's like just thinking about it it's a creepy scene because it it almost like again it looks like a world that you live in it looks like just the the mundane normal you know neighborhood block in any town usa yet it's like a moment where like it's invaded by this evil presence that's going to be the villain of that movie so your your parents are acting like the teenagers in this movie hey he's asleep <laughs> let's put on horror movies hey you know my parents were were it's funny now because my parents like will not watch horror movies anymore mm-hmm. or they're not really that into it and it's but when they were younger you know there's a reason why i liked horror movies growing up and that's because my parents were actually pretty into it <laughs> nice all righty now getting out of my list so my number five 
I am going to go with the Conjuring 2 Nun Jump Scare. And the, you know, along with the talking about jump scares and talking about that smut peddler, (laughs) that (laughs) merchant of jump scares that is James Wan. The Conjuring 2, which we also reviewed, with, you know, starring our favorite superhero Catholic demonologists. What's up? Did we do Conjuring 2? I'm pretty sure we did. I know we did Conjuring 1. And I think we did. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure 2. I think we did 2. Unless I'm confusing it when we did 3. Yeah, good question. Who knows? I'm pretty uh, sure we... No, because I remember us talking about the Enfield haunting. Like, uh, I remember you mentioning about how, uh, how the movie captured some of the moments, like the girl... Uh, bending spoons. Yeah, good question. I honestly, I'd have to go back into the catalog to look because I can't recall. I could have sworn we done it. Yeah. Anyway, well, I'm gonna pretend we did it. It's not the first time I've lied on her podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like I swear to God, like the Scream Five episode, I could have sworn we did. But yeah, the Conjuring Two has uh, and Lorraine Warren going out to foggy old London, and they're going to play their trade of killing demons and and, and things. And all right. <laughs> anyway, <there's laughs> we're this doing incre- this. There's this incredible scene where Lorraine is like locked in a room with the creepiest looking painting of this like possessed nun. And there's a lot of good shadow play. And you know the jump scare is coming. And even though you feel it in your bones, it still gets you whenever Valak the demon comes flying off the out of the painting right at your face. Absolutely. Um, I remember seeing that in theaters and it really did scare the shit out of me. As I like to, or as my dad likes to say, casi me cague, which which roughly translates to I almost shit my pants. Um, all right, so uh, the first one on my list is The Man in the Hallway from It Follows. So, oh, It God. Follows, we did do this movie on the podcast too, and, and I think year one. Um, and it, it is it's one of those like scenes. So, for those who haven't seen it, again, watch the movie because I would highly recommend it and um, listen to our episode on it. And just uh, for those who don't know, the storyline of the movie uh it follows is it's basically like a um it's a story of a uh curse that's passed on to people through sexual intercourse (laughs) um and the premise of the movie is that whoever you know gets infected by this uh you know demon this sex demon will basically be followed by a shape-shifting entity uh, that will continue to follow you until the moment that it kills you finally. And then after it kills you, it's going to go after the last person that you slept with. Yes, so, this um, sounds like a porno. No, <laughs> I promise you it's not, even though there's a demon. Pause. And, Sex and demon. The scene that I'm referring to is that there's a scene in the middle of the film where uh, our main character, who's surrounded by like maybe some of the best group of friends that you've ever seen in a horror movie ever, you know, where they they have no idea what's going on, they can't see the entity that the main character sees, but they're doing whatever they can to try to keep her safe, and um, you know, it, it they they basically close her off and barricade her in her room, 
uh, like to try to keep her safe. And it's one of those things where it's kind of like in the mold of Halloween, where like it's a neighborhood and a town, but the space gets increasingly smaller. And then next thing you know, you're just in this bedroom in this scene. And once the door opens and one of the other friends is uh, looking in on the main character to make sure if she's okay, this very giant tall guy walks up behind her with no music sting or anything Mm -hmm. like that really and uh it's just like it's a it's a jarring scene to watch that giant figure come out of the darkness dude tall people are terrifying like (laughs) you don't know what they're planning up there hey you know that i i i find the movie phantasm really creepy so tall man is creepy in that uh you know it's 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 possible I think one we of the reasons on- why a movie like Alien is so frightening is because the guy who they had in the alien suit, uh, who Ridley Scott got in the alien suit, was like a seven foot tall, like basketball player or something Oof. like that. <laughs> it makes me think of the episode of The Simpsons, uh, that Halloween episode where, uh, where the all the all the mascots are becoming like coming to life and killing everyone in Springfield <laughs> and Wiggum ends up like shooting a basketball player thinking he's a monster. Uh, it didn't take long for Simpsons reference to come on. Feels like we're back to true form. All right. So what number are we on? This is number. Well, it's going to be four for you. Cause you've already four. done five, four for me. All right, I am going to. I'll put this one here. It's a movie we haven't done, and I do want to do. Uh, and it actually came up in a. I think it came up when you and I were talking about Nope. Um, and that is my number four is actually the Alien reveal in Signs. Yes. So if anyone remembers Signs, it's back when we all thought that M Night Shyamalan was a good director. <laughs> he was coming off. The, it's probably also, the last movie in that like run of good movies that he did. Oh yeah, because it's like he had that. This was around the time he did uh, the Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, and then this one. And essentially, uh, Mel Gibson plays a preacher that lost his faith and his family, and he's trying to keep his family together while, on a global scale, like aliens are essentially coming to Earth, and no one knows why. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of. Uh, at like high strangeness activity going on on his farm uh Joaquin Phoenix plays his son who is like a former like baseball star and he's really getting into like the whole doomism and the whole idea of the apocalypse with the coming aliens and there's this one scene where again they really draw your attention in it's like they're playing footage that someone captured out in like Brazil and you know it, it and suddenly like it's literally maybe a three or four second clip and it's like a blink if you miss it but there's a musical singer attached to when the when the alien finally comes out onto the frame and you see him walk by the camera i was so embarrassed because i was watching this in a in like in a room like filled i can't i don't even know why but for some reason we were i was watching it with some of our aunts and uncles at like a at a, at a party or something like that like it was weird it doesn't make no sense but everyone we are all watching it all of us were in the living room watching the movie and i embarrassed myself because i was literally the only person who jumped like i jumped out of my seat when that happened it really did actually scare me 
and maybe to this day it's like one of the truest like reactions that i've ever had to a jump scare in a movie before yeah i just it gets you it draw. it's really good at drawing your attention in and i and think like making you just strain your eyes to look really hard for for it because again it's like when the bushes are shaking you're like huh i know what's in there i know something is in there and then next thing you know you just see that giant like slender alien figure like walk across the driveway like and and, and not only not only do like through like the kids in the video scream but like i screamed and then joaquin, joaquin phoenix, phoenix screams. Screams. <laughs> it's just everyone is screaming <laughs> no it's um and it also it reminds me of a lot of like old ufo videos of people like it just looks grainy it looks like garbage you can't really tell what you're seeing but for some reason you still get a visceral reaction out of it but yeah that, that's my that's my number four all right, so number four for me, I've titled this The Clown in Poltergeist. Um, so Poltergeist, for those who, you know, Gen Zers who may not have seen it yet, was a movie that came out in 1981. as directed by Toby Hooper. It was produced by Steven Spielberg. And it was it came out the same year that Spielberg did E.T., and I, I don't know if we talked about this on a previous episode where we talked about like, I think, you know, I talked about like things like how E.T. scared me when I was a kid on an old episode. And part of the reason why it's so frightening to me is uh, so Spielberg made a script that was supposed to be a sequel to Close Encounters, which was uh, supposed to be called Night Skies. And it was based on uh, a Kentucky like alien encounter. Mm-hmm. And basically, like, the movie was going to revolve around, like, a bunch of evil aliens that were attacking a family on a farm. And they were all supposed to be there to harm them. And there was one good alien that was supposed to befriend an autistic, uh, mem- like, youngest son in the family. And that ends up, be- basically, he ends up splitting that script into a couple different movies where, like, the... Um, where the good creature ends up becoming E.T. Mm-hmm. Um, the evil spirits end up becoming the ghosts and poltergeist. And like the aliens end up actually becoming the gremlins from gremlins. So <laughs> it's, you know, you ever hear like, you know, just never, you know, never waste a good idea. Right. Um, yeah. Just so... put it up in a three and then you make hella money. <laughs> yeah. So there's just something like just, just inherently frightening about poltergeist. And that's, you know, that in that movie, it's about a family that lives in a suburban, you know, Southern California neighborhood. Uh, the father like is part Played of some by company. Craig T. Nelson. <laughs> yeah. The father is like, you know, for those Craig T. Nelson of for younger people, the Incredibles fame, um that's true i forgot yeah. he is mr incredible i'm like for everyone else that doesn't suck that was coach <laughs> yeah um so it, it's he he's like part i think he works for like a real estate company and they were creating these like suburban neighborhoods and in, in socal and you come to find out you know well i don't want to spoil it but there's a reason why things are happening in these homes and it's supposed to be this really safe neighborhood where everything is good and nothing bad can happen and it ends up you know being that there's ghosts that come out of the television they kidnap the youngest daughter in the family and basically take her into some bizarre like other side portal where Mm -hmm. she has to be 
you know brought back with the help of ghost hunters and um also you know zelda rubenstein who's <laughs> who's like you know just uh really she's got a very iconic voice she's a mm-hmm. like a dwarf woman and she just like you hear her voice you know exactly who she is i um, feel the spirits in this house yeah and uh yeah that movie has several like really like frightening moments um in it and but probably one of the best ones is early on during a thunderstorm the son and the family is sleeping in his room and they have this frightening like clown doll that's basically like a human <laughs> size like clown and the first time that you actually see it is like during a lightning storm where his dad's like telling him oh don't be scared you can just count the seconds until the next like ray of lightning and he does that and it just like keeps flashing on the clown and the sh- shittiest part happens towards the end of the movie where suddenly you're looking towards the chair where the clown is and the clown is no longer there <laughs> and next thing you know you know the kid is like sitting on the bed and he starts nervously looking down towards under the bed and you're like yeah he's he's going to find something under the bed and you're going to be frightened he looks into the bed really quickly and the camera just shows you that there's nothing there. And the moment he pops up is when the clown ends up, you know, grabbing him from the head and start choking him. And if you want anything scarier to think about for those who believe in the poltergeist curse, one of the uh, unfortunate things that happened on the set is apparently the clown robot malfunctioned and was actually choking the child while they were forming while they were filming that scene in that movie. Right, malfunctioned. Not like every base level of <laughs> of clown is evil. Like fuck those pieces. <laughs> in case you didn't think it was frightening enough, here's a, something to make it even more scary. So just a heads up. And I think. We- talked about it on the podcast that i have a fear of clowns oh you know what else is free and i don't want to scare you but what else creeped me out about that movie all the time is i swear that neighborhood and poltergeist reminds me of the neighborhood you live in oh fuck <laughs> off <laughs> don't why would you do that you well you know i'm not kidding because the first time i saw that movie i swear we were watching it with your sister um at your house and it was on halloween and we had just come inside from like trick-or-treating so i don't know if it was just like i don't know if it was just because we came inside from trick-or-treating and because you you, like you know there's certain areas where there's like cul-de-sacs and like detours and stuff like that so we have like three cul-de-sacs right (laughs) so it's like that was the first time i'd seen cul-de-sacs before and uh yeah it definitely and the fact that you had a two-story house and i never had one of those either so it's sorry buddy sorry buddy i'm gonna i'm gonna go to sleep with like my hatchet in one hand and my night vision goggles (laughs) (laughs) but oh my god and then of course there's the there there's just clowns fuck clowns (laughs) Like, I, if there's anything that I say that needs to get put on a shirt, it should be fuck clouds. <laughs> anyway. All right. So this brings me up to number three, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So for number three, I'm debating and I'm going to put Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, the OG one. We're talking about the one from the 70s. Also directed by Toby Hooper, actually. <laughs> and I am going, the scene that got me, and you know what I'm starting to realize? There is a pattern of jump scares that get me in this, in, 
on my list, mm-hmm. but it's going to be Enter Leatherface. So, oh yeah, the scene in particular for those of you that don't know, for let's pretend none of y'all have ever seen uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Go ahead and listen to our episode. <laughs> right, there's so many of these. There's very few of these that we haven't already covered on this show. <laughs> like it's wild to think about. Like we, yeah, we have a pretty good catalog at this point. But um, yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre tells the story of uh, five friends going through uh, Texas. Uh, they're going to reclaim, or I forget what exactly. There's something about. Um, so the rem- apparently they, I don't know if it's their grandfather. They have a member of their family whose uh, grave has been unearthed. That's and apparently what it was. there's like a bunch of grave robbers that have been stealing stuff from a local cemetery. So they're there to, I guess check on the remains yeah Yeah, identify the remains of their relative yeah so these um so it's like sadie her brother franklin and then their group of friends um are traveling across south texas which already looks like a fucking hellhole and is terrifying (laughs) in this most desolate and isolated way possible it's also just like a really dirty grainy looking movie in general like it looks like it, it, it looks like uh, it looks like snuff films like, yeah is the best way to describe it like a non and then not trying to go for that film it just has or for that feel it just has weird 1970s filth to it mm-hmm. but as our group of teens um find themselves upon a home they and go do what sexy horny teens tend to do in these types <laughs> of movies uh we get introduced to uh one of the characters who's kind of who just kind of walks in on the house and as he approaches a metal door a, the door just slides open and it, before you even have a moment to to analyze and take in everything six foot four 300 and something pound Leatherface is standing over this guy with a hammer in his hand and just uh, immediately clocks him over the head and you hear like you hear like cattle like screeches as he like starts beating this guy over the head I and think the guy it's start- Leatherface making those noises too like, right he's, yeah he's like squealing like a pig or like or some kind of livestock animal and then the guy who's just been like hit over the head with a mallet, you know, the way that they would like kill like livestock, um, he's like just convulsing and shaking on the ground. Like he's clearly dead, but his body is just like fight or flight mode is still on the floor. Like it is, it's it's really creepy. And then yeah, like you said, next thing you know, he gets dragged into that room, and then you just hear like the slamming of a sliding door, and it just uh back to normal. Like, that's it just like this has this loud boom echo and it like that's the score of the movie it's just like the loud metal clanging and it's 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 very unsettling and it really is like one of the cre it really is one of the craziest scenes like i've ever seen in a horror movie and just as quickly as it happened it goes back everything goes back to normal and you know the thing about Texas Chainsaw Massacre and why it's actually made its way to be one of my favorite horror movies is just yeah, like you said, it was gritty, it's disgusting, it had a story or it had a bone to pick with society. Um, and yet it's also bloodless too. Like yeah. it's a pretty bloodless movie, which is like shocking. It's just the subject matter was frightening enough that this movie was like banned in in 
in England for like 30 years. Like people didn't watch it until the 90s. It's crazy to think about. And then I've been treated to Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, which is definitely a movie. And I can't wait for us to talk about it on this (laughs) show one day. (laughs) Oh, man. So what's your number three? All right. My number three is another movie that we've covered. Um, I have titled this one, The Lake Berryessa Murder from Zodiac. Oh, and I don't I don't need to spend a ton of time on it, especially just because if you listen to our Zodiac episode, and I highly recommend that you do, in my opinion, I think it's hands down, maybe the best. It's the best episode of this show that we've ever done. <laughs> um, also, and... just a heads up, I think that one's a bit on the longer side, but that's because Angel and I also kind of throw in some true crime stuff in there as well. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's yeah definitely check it out personally it's one of the ones i'm most proud of because we actually did some homework for that one it was really good and um it's a movie that it's a movie that never gets out of my mind especially just like the other day i was like driving like nearby through benicia like lake herman road uh for like you know basically doing running an errand and i just remember telling my wife like oh yeah lake herman road here's where one of the zodiac murders happened let me just make everyone uncomfortable in the car while we're doing this but um <laughs> but what's frightening about this is again it's lake barriessa is actually a place that 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 i've been to before in my life and we've all um, been there it's a hey it's a place that's local and we like know what it is and um yeah so it in the movie you know when you're watching zodiac obviously it's not a horror movie but there's so many elements of that movie that make it feel like a horror movie like there's Mm -hmm. some really good like tension moments in it and honestly like one of the most scary like movie murders ever is this because the reason why it's like it's just shot in such a matter-of-fact way basically because you know david fincher was like he he was going for we're only using you know stuff that was actually in in filed in reports as like mm-hmm. what we're showing on on film and it's one of those things where like you know you've everyone's seen the drawing of the zodiac killer which is basically just like the black like hood over the with the glasses and mm-hmm. it's just it's an outfit that just looks like ridiculous when you see it like you know scribbled on like a have you seen this criminal page you're just like what yeah stupid batman character is this right it's like it's so like over the top that it shouldn't be frightening at all yet in this scene it's actually very scary because he's like shot from a distance you don't really get a good look at him his voice is very muzzled and muffled and in that movie you know they had different actors play the zodiac killer in like all the scenes that he was in because they they specifically wanted to um make them sound like what the victims had reported as opposed to like picking one actor one character and having that be the killer so and i mean um, and yeah like you said that's exactly what people reported there was three different descriptions for what the zodiac killer was mm-hmm. um at least three if i remember correctly so and they right. made that they reflected that very well in this goddamn movie <laughs> Right. So it like it is seen as just a couple sitting at Lake Berryessa. They're like on a picnic blanket, laying down, enjoying, you know, like the middle of the day, like on this on the, at this lake. Um, is- likely a weekday because no one else is there. 
and why are next things so terrifying when they're in the middle of the day like we're supposed to be safe well it's just really creepy dude like i just like it, being being like you know in in like there's the, obviously Blair Witch. It's like being in the woods is really frightening. But there's something really creepy about just being like, you know, a, 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 in like a park and like knowing that someone is around that could be there to cause you harm and stuff like that. And that that kind of stuff is really scary. And it's cool. You've ruined my neighborhood and parks in the same <laughs> podcast. So um, yeah, of course, in the Zodiac Killer shows up. Um, he's telling them, you know, to to get on the ground. He ties them up. He's telling them that he's taking their car and um, they're sitting there basically trying to bargain with him the whole time. And uh, it sounds like, you know, he might be able to bargain, like they might be able to bargain with him. Uh, Next thing you know, it's like, all right, well, I'm just going to leave you guys alone. And then, you know, it's just like basically just making it look like he's robbing them. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, both the, the, uh, you know, these, these characters are laying on the, on like the grass and the woman notices that uh, that her boyfriend is now getting stabbed and there's no music mm-hmm. like, you know, it's not being like cross cutting between all these different like angles. You're literally just sitting there watching him like get like grunting and like screaming in pain as he's getting stabbed. And the next thing you know, then it's like her getting like screaming in pain as she's getting stabbed. And you're just watching the knife go in and out of their bodies. And it is so like, just it, it really, that it, it has that same snuff quality as watching something in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, except it's so like just gritty realism. It's like, yeah, no, this is what this looks like in real life. And, and yeah, it's it's, it's, it's not nothing like... makes you more uncomfortable than that. And I talked about this on our Zodiac episode, but man, like just leaving the theater, uh, you know, after that movie with my friends just walking to the parking garage to get to our car, it was one of the most uncomfortable experiences of my life. Did you run away like immediately when your friends were like, it's the Zodiac? And you're like, fuck this shit. Yeah, we all started fucking with each other, and that was the worst part. <laughs> oh my God. And it's one of those things, it's, the way it's shot is so matter of fact, and it's not like, it's not like Freddy Krueger who, you know, punctuates everything with bitch at the end. Or it's not like Jason Voorhees who does cartoonish acts of violence. It's just so matter of fact. Like, he just walks up to this couple and is just like, shank, shank, shank. And then he turns around and just <laughs> shank, shank, shank. And then he turns to the cameraman and starts shanking him. Too. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, ugh. Everyone just, ugh. You, yeah, you feel dirty. You feel dirty and gross and like a little pig boy. <laughs> All right, I may have added that last part in just for me. <laughs> All right. Next. Next. Number two, right? Yes. My number two is an oldie but a goodie for also for a movie we've done, The Blair Witch Project. Nice. And specifically, I mean, the entire movie is creepy. And I think we've done, we went into super detail why it was creepy, why it worked, um, and a lot of like the backstory and the viral marketing. But specifically the scene of Mike in the corner down in the basement of the Blair of the Blair Witch like hut or the the the, the abandoned house mm-hmm. in the middle of the woods will always freak me out. Still does to this day. Because that movie did such a good job of creating lore where you're not even sure 
that the Blair Witch exists for most of the movie. Like, for all you know, these are a bunch of teens that are just stupid and got lost. Maybe it was Josh and Mike who were planning to kill Heather the entire time. Like, there's just so many theories that go about this film. But then when you get... Yet, there is such... Like, it... Yet, I think because it's called the Blair Witch and because, you know, the witch is just such an old, like, monster, like, just like just an old folkloric monster. There's always a part of me that, like, despite the fact that we never see what it is that's following them and scaring them and ultimately kills them, there's a part of me that just like that likes to say it, it was a witch. It was oh, the fact, witch a was... witch. To me, the witch was the woods, which yeah. also gets kind of confirmed in the shitty 2016 like requel, um, which is kind of dumb. But don't watch it. Watch it if you're a completionist. Don't watch it if you like, you know, or if you don't like bad movies. <laughs> if you like bad movies, go ahead and watch it. I love bad movies, so I will definitely enjoy it. <laughs> but the you know, you got Heather running through the house, hearing Mike scream. And as she chases after him and as she runs down into the basement and turns the corner and you see Mike and she screams out for Mike to turn around or screams out for Mike, she gets attacked off camera and the camera just like kind of say, like just stays at the wall and then eventually goes black. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. Amazing way to end the movie. Terrifying. And to this day still gets me. Um, but absolutely like that's the little movie that could and if y'all get the chance check out our episode about it and go ahead and give it a watch all right number two on my list is a movie that we haven't covered uh yet on this show um 1979's alien and the scene is the alien gets dallas so for those who haven't seen the movie Alien, I Alien recommend watching Dallas. it. <laughs> I recommend you guys watching that movie before you listen to the rest of his show because I'm about to spoil it. But um, so Alien is essentially like a haunted house slasher movie, but it takes place on a spaceship instead. And probably Wait, like just in, like it really what's the is. haunted house part of it. I mean, the spaceship is a haunted house. It's like I mean, there's, it's got, it's all got all sorts of dark hallways. Things could be hiding in every crevice of the ship. I'll hide it's in like crevice. metallic. Like okay, it sorry. just, you can't really see anything. And also, it's a post, like in complete contrast to stuff like Star Wars, which you've covered, Star Trek, um, you know, which, which I've enjoyed seeing some of those as well. The space is always presented as glossy. Like there's just something neat about it. Whereas like here, space is, this is what space would look like in real life. You Mm -hmm. know, like the pores in space would basically, you know, to, to, to be able to support their families on whatever planet they live on, they would basically be on these like missions on some of these like, you know, space trucker missions (laughs) that all of these people are on. Like they're all, they're they're all basically wage slaves for this, for this like mysterious company. Um, once again the only real horror that exists is unfettered capitalism (laughs) and honestly i think that's you know i I do dan o'bannon who wrote the movie is you know he was a 70s like you know liberal so i'm sure like 
Oh no, I I say it as a joke, but I, I think we both agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. But um, so so the scene when you're watching this movie for the first time, you know, like if you're watching it now, like looking back on it and like with modern eyes, you probably think of this as like, oh, that's a Sigourney Weaver movie where she's like the main character. Yet if you go back and watch Alien you realize that Ripley's not even set up as the main character in that movie, or at least not initially. Like the captain of the ship is Dallas and, and he's supposed to be the guy who you basically think is going to, uh, is going to be the one that's going to lead the crew, you know, to, to defeat this thing finally. And the scene where he's like going to look for this alien, there's like, they're basically just looking at like blips on a radar, like in, in, in one of like the crawl spaces, and it, they're watching something come closer and closer and closer to him. And they're like, it's coming to you. It's coming to you. It's coming to you. Yet nothing is there with him. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, like when when Dallas turns around, that's when all of a sudden, like right in the view of a flashlight, you see the alien and it like screams and has its hands out like, you know, like like basically like a flower opening. Mm-hmm. And it looks just like those eggs popping open before before one of those face huggers comes out. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, it just like shuts off, like basically like a first person perspective where the camera all of a sudden goes goes off once they see that creature. So um it is a fantastic jump scare uh and specifically that alien in that first movie i think is the scariest the alien ever is like they'll mm-hmm. never be able to match the the pure like horror like just perfect like you know slasher monster from that first movie mm-hmm. even though aliens the second one is pretty good like i do like the queen alien i do like that all that other stuff but That's again horror, different though. genre different yeah. genre and uh another really good sequel uh from james cameron but yeah the original movie it's it's the scariest that alien ever is and i think that's hard for a lot of like fans of the franchise to accept is like as good as aliens is it's not a horror movie Mm -hmm. it's like the xenomorphs are not yeah they're terrifying in the sense that they're like predators that are attacking this group of soldiers but it's like ultimately that's a sci-fi movie and it's actually a great like arc for ripley and kind of see the hero's journey through her eyes where she finally kind of becomes you know the heroine gets in the mech suit and fights off the queen like it's a great watching it through that lens but but yeah no you're i agree like (laughs) if you want horror vibes this is the way to go all right so this takes us to number one my number one which, if you know me, shouldn't really be a surprise, but I picked Hereditary. And mm. there's a lot to pick from. Is Javi going to pick the part where the little girl gets decapitated? No, that wasn't scary. <laughs> Is he going to pick the part where Tony Collette, like, very inhumanly, at inhuman speed, starts smashing her head up against the ceiling? No, that was terrifying. No, but I'm not picking that one. Or the part where she decapitates herself. Again, unnerving, not terrifying. Or am I going to pick the creepy-ass naked old man that's staring at oh Peter? Oh, my God. In the yeah. back corner of the house. Smiling in the corner, smiling. As unnerving and ter- And yes, maybe it made me poop myself a bit. 
There's no, one scene. There's nothing hereditary. If I ever want to get someone to watch the movie Hereditary, all they have to say is, "Why should I watch this movie?" And I'll just say, "Creepy naked people in mm-hmm. the corner smiling." Like that's all you need to know. <laughs> and from then on, they're gonna be like, "Again, why am I watching this movie?" The one thing that terrified me the most out of this movie. To the point, one time it actually kept me up after a rewatch is the scene where Peter wakes up in his room right before he gets possessed by Paimon. Mm-hmm. And you see Tony Collette up in the top corner of his room staring at him. Mm-hmm. And she ends up like floating through the room. But the lighting is so good that if you're not paying attention, you don't see it. I didn't see it the first when we watched it for the show the first time I didn't see it Um, I remember I had to point it out to you and mm -hmm. showed you the video and that freaked you out (laughs) yeah the most frightening part of all of that too is just the scene where like she like darts out of the darkness like chasing after him Mm -hmm. like it is that is fucking terrifying that entire scene once she's fully possessed and she's essentially a disciple of Paimon from the moment that she's in the ceiling on the ceiling uh in his room to when she decapitates herself just pant shitting terror all the mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is my number one all right my number one is going to be a movie that we actually have not done on the show yet as well um but it's not only is it to me maybe the scariest like moment in any movie that I've ever seen, but also just like picks on like a real fear that I've always had for much of my childhood. And that is quicksand vampire in the window oh, from fuck. Salem's lot. <laughs> oh, fuck off! <laughs> no, it is. And for those who have not seen Salem's Lot, it is on Shutter right now. It was a mini series from the seventies. Third time on this podcast that we're going to bring up the name Toby Hooper. Yep. Toby Hooper uh, did an adaptation of Stephen King's uh, Salem's Lot, and it's essentially about you know this. Uh, it's these kids that everything Steven Spielberg, like I mean everything Stephen King. It's like kids in Maine, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know are being terror terrorized by by whatever this monster Ins- is yeah and, insert supernatural being here right and in this one it's them um living you know in in this place called salem's lot and it's like there's vampires and one of the scenes is you know a vampire uh coming up to the window of one of the characters in the movie except it's like it's like the music is really unsettling it sounds like the music from texas chainsaw massacre or something like it's just like this really flare like blaring like soundtrack and as you're watching it it's like mist in the window and the mist starts to clear up and as the mist starts to clear up you see the like this smiling white face of a vampire that's like floating over the second story window and like knocking on the window asking him to let him in you mm-hmm. know for of course we've done let me in let the right one in you do mm-hmm. not want to let a vampire in uh it's just again it, it uses fantastic uh play on the vampire lore yet it also just dude I had moments in my childhood where like if my parents had to replace my curtains in my room or, you know, replace this, this, you know, uh, like 
like, you know, slats or whatever was being done in my room, I can never, even to this day, like sleep in a room with like a window with no curtains, because I just have this fear, especially like, you know, in the house that I grew up in, like Mm -hmm. the bed that I slept in faced the window. (laughs) So like to the left was the television. It was sat in the corner yet straight ahead of me. It was like, it was the window. And I remember that if I had like thin curtains where I could see the light on in the backyard, because we used to have like this porch light in the backyard, I would not be able to sleep in that room. Um, like I needed to get when the curtains replaced just because I always had this fear that something was going to come up and start knocking on the door <laughs> on the window when I was in that room alone. And uh, it's a fear that has just, I will never get over it. And, and as much as like the other members of my family was talking about, Oh, I love that house. We lived in that house, dude. I hated that house. That bedroom scared <laughs> the shit out of me. <laughs> You're like, burn that place to the ground where it belongs. <laughs> oh my god well maybe it wasn't the best choice to record this episode at 10 40 at night probably not but right before bed but i want to say that i am absolutely glad we did it there's a lot of great memories with some of the movies that we have talked about on the podcast and hopefully maybe even a couple that uh you know, a couple of uh, teases to ones that we might do in the not so near future. Yeah, honestly, there's some stuff that, you know, that we've gone through on this, uh, just on this show, like some of the movies that we've talked about that I think are going to be really worth watching uh, in the future. So um, yeah, we definitely appreciate you guys, uh, you know, we who have been excited and patiently waiting for us to return. Dude, we have not done an episode of this podcast since August we yeah. have literally been out for a while um and again you know it's just for 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 our reasons that we needed to but we're definitely glad that we're back and we're definitely glad that we're back for the month of october doing wow. halloween shit because that is <laughs> i mean let's be real it's personally our favorite time but one of our favorite yeah. genres some of our favorite movies and there's something that's just awesome about being scared right so uh yeah thanks for joining us for this episode and uh please you know happy that you guys have continued to interact with us on social media and look forward to the new shows especially since we've been gone for a while um and we hope that you continue to follow us as we will be releasing an episode a week leading up to halloween uh specifically on the 31st Uh, i think we'll probably end up doing five episodes for the month of october so um we'd like to thank you guys for continuing to follow the show i'd like to ask you guys please 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 if you can go back into the back catalog you know watch some of the movies uh that we've already done episodes on listen to some of the podcasts that we've done for some of these movies and i hope that this episode does also encourage people to go back and listen to the back catalog too because even though our output hasn't been that regular our back catalog is actually pretty strong and I think we've done a lot of really good horror movies the last few years since we've started this show so yeah and there's um, some of those episodes that don't suck so y'all should definitely <laughs> give them a listen um, on Apple Podcasts please leave us a review and a rating if you can uh, please leave us a rating on Spotify if you're able to and uh, yeah we look forward to continuing to you know put out some episodes uh, leading up to Halloween so Uh, Thanks for uh, continuing to follow us. Yeah.
you guys go and do everything Angel said or else. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks again, y'all. Later, turds. Talk to you guys next time.